Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. How was your week? <laughs> I mean, generally terrible, but I do love this time of year because, you know, the leaves are changing colors and there's a little chill in the air. It's not as warm. And if you work at Facebook, you um, can participate now in open enrollment, which oh, is very anywhere, exciting. Anywhere you work. <laughs> anywhere. <open> I mean, <laughs> I'm a freelancer, so I guess like I'm living vicariously through these Facebook I live employees. off Doug's uh, health insurance, so I don't have yeah. open enrollment. So, But for Facebook people, I can see it's exciting. It's an exciting yes, time of year. It's, it's so exciting that they put out a music video about it, which we will discuss we must discuss <laughs> okay are we gonna is that a no it's gonna be a no uh, right? it's gonna be i am traumatized by this okay video, well yes. this is why we're talking about it on a podcast called nope the podcast where we shut it down we're just a couple of new york jews talking about the news beating back the blues we made a podcast and news why have to laugh so we don't cry come and join us for the ride Okay, Rachel. So we sent you sent me this video, and uh, my eyes cannot unsee it. And it is um, it's a specimen. It's a piece of work. Yeah, I just and, sent uh, it to you a couple of hours ago, and you were like, "We need to upend our entire lineup <laughs> to <laughs> talk discuss. about this." But I am not worthy. I, I do not have the skills that you have as a as a journalist, an analyst, <laughs> as an analyst and journalist <laughs> to talk about this. So tell us yeah. what's so insane about this video. So there's so much Facebook news dropping every day. There's the Facebook papers, the Facebook files, but all like from that, you know, whistleblower, the, the internal person who's leaking all this stuff. And then this comes out through journalist Katie Natopoulos at BuzzFeed. And I fear it's going to get lost in the shuffle because I think no, the it's opposite more disturbing. It's much bigger news. This is the real story <laughs> this here. This is the real story. It is Amy it Klobuchar is should be having hearings. Anything. Amy Klobuchar should be hearings about this video about this video what is happening here so this is um facebook has an acapella group called the vocal network um and they wrote a song and recorded this um video about health insurance open enrollment and and you know it's everywhere on the internet. It's in the grand tradition of the Bank of America employee who sang One Bank to the tune of uh, U2's One Love several years oh, ago. Do you remember painful. that? No, that's yes, like but a this epic is worse. Song. No, no, this is like when the this airlines like... all replaced their like boring safety videos at the beginning of the flight with the like hip hop rap videos to try to be cool to get people to pay attention. Well, that was started by like Virgin. Yeah, right? Virgin did it. It was actually cool when Virgin did it, but then United did it. And like, how cool can United and everyone be? Did it, right. Yeah. Not that cool. Right. Right. So, but this is like sort of, it, it's like the metaverse version of this <laughs> Unfortunate. one bank, Bank of America video, because it's like performed by dozens of Facebook employees, some of whom are in masks, which good for them because. <laughs> but others the other are not, which is even weirder. <laughs> like, yes. Why, like, Yes. It's got musical instruments, choreography, four different scenes. And they're graphics. all very like thin and good looking and would leave you the impression and diverse that yeah it's it's like an opera 
basically, for <laughs> our many, time. It's like three acts. <laughs> but what struck me as weird is that the first line of it, and I'm not going to quote it correctly, is basically, hey, your deductible is going to go up, but bear in <laughs> mind, there's a lot of other benefits that you get. when yes. you're, And like the two benefits I remember is that you can get braces, and if you sign up, you get an Oculus, which Facebook owns, so it probably costs them $3 to send you an Oculus. Right, right. Well, it says there's a new plan we're adding with a high deductible, but before you send it packing, no, it comes with something cool. So that's what they. Facebook I mean, maybe that has we should... billions and billions of dollars of revenue. What they really want to do is convince their employees to like squeeze out an extra. $10 a month in premium to get the higher deductible, but you get an Oculus. That's but you disgusting. Get an, <laughs> you get an Oculus. Yes. And I, will, but I, I feel like we should start at the beginning. We're like, we're already into the, the second aria here. We need to start with the overture. So there's like rainbow graphics and a barbershop quartet type singing do 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 and then it cuts into the first act which appears to be a zoom meeting with four people one of whom is playing percussion on like some kind of crock pot <laughs> and, 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 and then suddenly the mood changes and we're outside there's a close-up on a woman singing tell me what's gonna change i think we should put a we should put a clip right here tell me what's gonna change a new pen we're adding got a high deductible but before you send it packing know it comes with something cool you can save and invest your way all tax free with a nature say tell me what's gonna change okay so then they're in a formation with this woman who was singing tell me what's gonna change at the head of it she's like the lead dancer and they're all like fanning out and they're and this dancing. is like in sync <laughs> like backstreet boys choreography the whole time Yes, yes. They definitely hired a choreographer to yeah. To it get may have been all... Paul Abdul for all I know. <laughs> for I all we know, yes. <laughs> and so they're in formation. They're dancing outside the headquarters. They're explaining what's going to change with their health <laughs> benefits, and and things got very confusing. So as you said, there's this high deductible, and then it, you know before you send it pack in, no, it comes with something cool. So like, what is the cool thing that it comes with? So you said. It might be an Oculus. It might be an Oculus, but it's also an HSA, a health savings account, which as far as I know, I'm not like a benefits consultant, but doesn't that come with all high deductible plans? Like, isn't that part I'm of not it? A, like, I'm not an expert here, but it doesn't seem like if they're trying to make an emotional, visceral like reaction to this higher deductible healthcare plan, I think they can come up with something better than an HSA. Then yes, it's it's not that exciting. But then they start talking about like glasses and braces. There's another change in the mood, and then the dorkiest guy you ever saw in your life comes out and says, "Now let's move that thing and jump into the metaverse." Let's put another clip here. Now let's move that thing and jump into the metaverse. Well, that's their thing. Like Facebook is no longer a social network. It's a metaverse company, right? It's a metaverse. And then this whole employee dance troupe, they put on these Oculus headsets and then we're in the metaverse watching like avatars of all of these people. But the problem is that like in the metaverse, people only have torsos. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, just like wait, so this healthcare plan only covers the top half of your body. So <laughs> yeah. if you have like leg cancer or something like you're they don't recognize it if, if you can't be seen in oculus it doesn't exist right so they're sort of hovering in midair there's like shadows underneath their bodies and they're dancing and they're trying this is where like it's like very serious this is where we get all the legal information but it's so hard to process because it's the animation is so weird and their hands are moving all over the place and then and then it cuts to like this drumming interlude there's oh yeah that guy and at first i thought he was in a wheelchair because i thought like oh they're trying to be diverse and having like all kinds of different people it's like glee like they have the guy in the wheelchair but he's just sitting on a stool and drumming on like Buckets. Just outside. So, yeah, he's just out. outside. He, no, he drummer. has like a whole drum kit. He like was a professional drummer, drummer. I guess, or <laughs> okay. something. Okay. So then, you know, so there's this whole drumming thing. And then just when you think it's over, there's this whole other dance with a different dance troupe of nobody you've ever seen before singing about how the company's there for you through ups and downs. Oh, God. Okay. We hear you. <laughs> yes. And then at the end, there's just like a graphic about open enrollment. So, I don't know. It, it just so happens. This is such a strange coincidence. I got an email from Facebook today from a recruiter there trying asking me if I'm interested in a job. And um, I feel like I should maybe respond to that video. <laughs> okay. I hear they have great, <laughs> they have great you, plans for think? races in the metaverse. Do you think I want to be among these people? I think you do, actually. I think no. you're I think you're thinking about it, actually. No, I'm not. <laughs> You've worked for Twitter. You've been in that realm. And um They want me now they're recruiting me as like they're like up in flames. Come on in, Rachel. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> Come save our sinking ship. Come bail yeah. us out. Okay. Anyway, so um thank you for raising that. It's been on my mind all day, seared in my <laughs> eyes since you showed it to me. Um anything interesting happened to you personally this week? Well, yeah. So um, for the past two episodes of this podcast, we've been talking about the ongoing crisis at Aussie Media, which is, you know, one of those digital media enterprises founded by Carlos Watson, who you know, Brian, from college. We've discussed this. Well, Ozzy went under, then it was resurrected, and now there's an FBI investigation into fraud, and who knows where it will go next, the SEC, the Department of Homeland Security, we can only, we can only guess. But this week, I had the opportunity to personally interact with Carlos Watson's sister, Karen. What? What? <laughs> yes. I didn't know this. Yes. How yes. come you did so, not text me immediately? Why was there not like a it reel was just about so, this? It was just so strange. I didn't, I, I wasn't sure at first. And, and so this is what happened. So there was this great article in the London Review of Books about Aussie media. It was written by Pooja Bhatia, who's a writer. I overlapped with a little bit at the Wall Street Journal and Pooja wound up working for Aussie media for a few years. And in this piece, she talked talks about what her experience there was like, and she puts it all in the context of this whole doom spiral of traditional media companies. And it's it's really beautifully written and it's relatable. So I tweeted it, right? And I said, this is the best take I've seen on the whole Aussie media story. And it really is. And I'll, I'll link to the story in the show notes. And suddenly there's like this six part 
but out of order, unthreaded <laughs> tweet storm showing up in my mentions from Carolyn Watson, Carlos's sister. So oh. her Twitter, and this is the crazy thing. Her Twitter handle is crjmpw at yahoo.com. That's like her Twitter what? name. <laughs> Did they like ask her for a handle? And she's like, oh, I'll use my, oh, yeah, my, my 20-year-old email address. <laughs> like, what? She has no avatar that's just like a gray ghost. She's following six people, including Jeff Bezos and a 17-year-old YouTube star. She has zero people following her. And that's probably because she just joined Twitter in October 2021, this month. And all 36 of her tweets thus far have been virgin versions of this thread replying to anybody who tweets Pooja's <laughs> article about Ozzy, about her brother's company. So so I found out this this is in fact Carolyn Watson and I emailed her at her Yahoo address because it was right there. <laughs> and clear, she yes. she did not respond. But I have to just read you some choice excerpts from this Twitter thread that she yes. posted. Okay. So the tweet number one. Wow, Pooja, I'm just shocked at this. I remember you dropping cookies off at our house last Christmas with a note saying that you missed Carlos. Why do that if your experience with him was so terrible? Okay, tweet number two. I seem to remember my brother taking you and your family out for dinner in the rain. <laughs> tweet, I'm going to skip to tweet number four. I hope you will find a moment... To acknowledge that Carlos put his soul plus entire life savings into building this company with less than a tenth of the money his peers had to build other media companies. Didn't he get like $83 million? So yes. his peers had $830 million to build their media companies? Who, who are these peers? People, no, they're okay. in the rain. They're out having dinner in the rain. <laughs> So then, so then, so then so he, she tweets tweet number five. He hired and mentored a diverse team of interns, paid hundreds of hundreds of freelancers from Botswana to Bolivia. And we know he's like well, well we know he's Botswana. big on African African oh, architects. architects. So then the final, the grand finale of the tweet storm is sure, take his money and opportunity and friendship and then pile on as a former competitor and would be acquirer calls Ozzy a fraud or a fired editor makes things up. So that's it. Um, it's a huge nope. I, I mean, if you're going to start tw a Twitter account to troll people, at least have an avatar, learn how to thread your tweets. Don't make your handle your Yahoo email address. <laughs> and I, I'm just out of all of those, I'm most fascinated by the taking someone out to dinner, dinner. in the rain. <laughs> like, <laughs> and why would this be something was that, that she... that's such a burden like oh if it had been sunny out like it would have been no big deal or just like it was so memorable because it was in the rain and like how dare you like betray someone after we who shared this rainy day meal. experience this rain dinner like what? did they have like a picnic and it started to rain like or was it or were they waiting for a rain were they, were they like all under an umbrella waiting for the rain to stop or they huddled outside the they were waiting restaurant? for it to start <laughs> they were like our <laughs> okay no 
Very good story. We're done with it. Okay. So okay, what about you? What Rachel, you in our recording, week? we normally start our recording Wednesday nights at eight. I was a little bit late today. I have a very good excuse for it. Okay, uh, tell me. I this is a surprise. You don't know this. I had a uh, I found my new passion. Last week my new passion was Oculus. You might see it behind me on Zoom here. And yes, uh, I see I'm still it. passionate about that. But uh just thirty minutes ago, I was axe throwing. Where? So I was invited to a work event of axe throwing, and I was worried, and I said, I'm not going to have time because I have to record the podcast. I was worried that it was going to be in some hipster place in Brooklyn or the Lower East Side. It turns out it is around the corner from me. There is like the premier axe throwing venue <laughs> in New York City <laughs> on Lafayette Street is that around legal? the corner for me. Are you? Allowed? Of course, it's legal. It's like a, a acknowledged sport. Um, it is. Yeah. So, okay. So when I came into this situation, all I could think of was there was a Real Housewives of New York City episode where they went axe throwing, and as I recall. It was extremely safe, and like I remember, I have this vision of Carol Radziwill wearing like goggles, and there is basically <laughs> like a shooting range. They're in a cage, and like you know, nobody can hit the target, but like it's okay because it's all so safe, and you couldn't possibly hit it. So I go into this thing, and it's first, it's like it is not safe. Let's just put it this way: it is basically like a bowling alley. There, you and someone else go next to each other. Like, literally, there's nothing between you. And you are throwing axes at a target next to each other. And it is entirely possible. Like, you do not need an ex like a, a strong imagination to figure how someone perishes. Like, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then there's this, like, cute instructor who tells you how to do it. But he's, like, strolling around, like, between the axes. And you're throwing the axes. So... Uh, this is terrifying to me. Like, <laughs> I just can't believe this is happening right in Tribeca. Like, this is yes, Jews and tracks axes should not mix. No. This is not an approved rabbinic. This is not an urban activity. activity. <laughs> this could happen in the woods somewhere. In the woods, yes. I mean, Jews like we spend our entire lives in Israel planting trees. The last yeah, thing we no. want to do is like axe them throw down. axes. Yes. No. So no. so I am convinced that I am going to be the worst person. At this and in fact i am but i join a team it's two different teams and we're all drinking like crazy i'm my third martini oh great and, so like yeah, what so could go wrong of, like drinking of, and axe throwing basically like... the whole place is a bunch of drunk bros throwing axes and and like <laughs> We're doing it. We're like being taught to do it with proper form with two arms and so forth. And like in the cages next to me, there's like guys with one arm and like, how is this doing allowed? It with I, I, I want to call like the, I don't know who no, to call. And who people can are I call? Like, drinking, <laughs> they're doing shots, they're eating chicken wings. This it's like a frat is a house. It's a disaster in there. waiting to happen. Oh, this and is... <laughs> yes, I'm shocked that a disaster didn't happen. And so I'm very bad at it, as you might imagine. That is, you. This is not one of my I, strengths, yes. axe throwing. <laughs> I can imagine. I possess none of the core skills such as coordination or aim or anything. And um, I am the worst of the bunch, but I do not embarrass us. 
but each time we did three different rounds of different games. They have like who gets the highest score, then who gets to 100 first, then who hits a certain target. But I keep getting better and better. And by the end, like Squid Game. It's like Squid Game. I'm surviving and I'm surviving. Right, exactly. Yes. Like I won the tug of war. I won the like <laughs> run on the glass thing. And by the end, it's like down to the death. It's like yeah. a death match. And I win. We win. <laughs> oh, my God. You're <laughs> and like, now, And now I'm sitting mentally planning in my head for my next birthday. I'm totally buying the place out, inviting 80, 75 people having everybody do axe games like you don't games. want anybody to be injured by an axe on your birthday that's just I not trust, what you want I in trust, your life i trust the process no if i can survive this <laughs> anyway i'm an axe enthusiast now i'm all in and um it is not entirely safe to the degree that i expected but um, but I emerged uninjured. So and Good. here I am doing a podcast anyway. So um, well, I'm very happy you're here and that you're like that you were just a few minutes late and not late as in dead. <laughs> <laughs> My last text would be Rachel, do the podcast without me because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not coming. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, wrap okay. this up and jump right into the nopes. Uh, Rachel, you have a bunch of stuff. Uh, let's hit it. Yeah, so I want to talk about personal liberty because there's a lot of um, Republicans out there who are just talking about this all the time, and there's a lot of news in the personal liberty arena. Um, one of <laughs> is that an arena? Can you buy tickets to that arena? <laughs> so they're all about this personal liberty: no masks, no vaccines, and and you know, Rolling Stone has been breaking a lot of incredible news this week about the january 6th insurrection which is and great because they've been irrelevant as a publication know, for many many really years and they just been... came out with that i mean i follow the music news they've come out with this 500 greatest the revised 500 greatest songs of all time and they really rejiggered it to acknowledge the uh the contribution of black artists like suddenly like aretha franklin is number Women, one yeah. yeah so it's uh they're they're getting their act together i think good good so it's been nice to see there was that piece um last week about all of the members of congress who were deeply involved in the planning of the insurrection and then there was a story just this week that stopped me dead in my tracks and you know the headline <laughs> says it all in this one <laughs> They joined an anti-government militia with their government emails. Okay, Lock them so, up. Lock them up. So, I mean, there's just so, okay. so much to unpack here. So the story, it's about this group called the Oath Keepers, which was very involved in the insurrection. More than 20 members of the group have been charged for breaking into the Capitol. And here's the backstory. So there's this transparency organization called Distributed Denial of Secrets. And they hacked the Oath Keepers and found that their membership, their membership roles, it has 38,000 individuals on it. And Rolling Stone looked at these membership roles and saw that most of the people were enrolled via Gmail or some other private email address, which gives a little bit of anonymity. But then there were 40 people that were linked to government <laughs> emails from domains like nasa.gov, <laughs> the Virginia DMV, the city of Pittsburgh. Okay, so Rolling Stone then matched these individuals to public source information through LinkedIn, government websites, blah, blah, blah. And they compiled a list of these everyday American bureaucrats, DMV employees, DMV employees who are card carrying, dues paying members of a right wing anti government militia. 
Okay, so this is extremely disturbing. And Rolling Stone didn't name the people in the article, but said that they include an officer in the Pittsburgh uh, Police Department, a recently retired detective from Wyoming, a former member of the Sheriff's Department from Hamilton County, Tennessee, current and former firefighters from Seattle, Columbus, Ohio, Huntsville, Alabama, Lexington, Kentucky. There's a supervisor with the Department of Homeland Security, a research engineer at Los Alamos. This is exactly the professional NASA. Like these are exactly who you want, like controlling a nuclear research site. You know, (laughs) someone who's involved in the Oath Keepers, space probes, the the Homeland Security. Like yes, right. I mean, I I I do have some questions. (laughs) If you are part of an anti-government militia, if you are a member of a group such as this, in principle, do not accept your paycheck from the very from the government. (laughs) And let's just assume that you do work for the government, and this is like you believe you're going to tear down the system from within. You're in the belly of the beast. (laughs) Why? Would you sign up with your government email address? It is not hard to get a Gmail address, and I bet they all have Gmail addresses. But this is exactly what Hillary, what they were going after Hillary Clinton for, like right. government use of government emails and servers, or not government use, servers, right? Whatever they for, said she did, right? Right. Just it's like government it's emails, so, yeah. For whatever, yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. So um, I don't know. So the questions don't get answered by the article in Rolling Stone, like why these people would do this. But Rolling Stone emailed each of the public employees at their work email addresses and nobody wrote back. Um, and I feel like if you did that, own it. This just shows how cowardly these people are. They sign up for the Oath Keepers. <laughs> Through their work email addresses, then they get emailed at work and they won't even own up to it. No, it's like official work duty. Like someone inquires through your, you're required presumably to answer your work emails from your answer boss, the call. from yeah. constituencies. Like, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's I mean, so no, I, I mean, I don't know. It's idiotic. <laughs> it's it's very alarming how this group has infiltrated normal function well i have i have a version of that which is that um so that's a nope obviously so we can (laughs) can nope that more personal liberty stories more more personal liberty (laughs) stories here so um we're gonna uh localize this into new york city where we are where um thankfully all uh new york city municipal workers are now required to be vaccinated by november 1st and i'm very proud of the fact that 86 percent of new yorkers have had at least one shot of the vaccine and i actually just checked my zip code and 98 percent of residents in my zip code have had at least one shot of the vaccine, which I'm very proud of. That However, only 70% of police officers and only 50% of people who work for the fire department have had at least one vaccine. Um, and on Monday, the PBA, Police Benevolent Association, which is the main pol- policeman's union, they sued to allow the police officers who would not get their vaccination to continue working because there's uh, the one thing that they were you know, sort of latching onto is this religious exemption. Mm-hmm. And they said they did not give the police officers enough time to seek religious exemptions. To which I say, how hard is it to claim a religious exemption like like <laughs> yeah. well, how do you prove 
that you're religious enough, like my religion, like, like what else do you have to swear an oath to? Like my religion. But do these people not have any other vaccines? Are they walking around like, you know, exposed to like rubella? Like <laughs> Measles, mumps, mumps, rubella, they have it all. <laughs> like, so if, if they have a religious exemption to this vaccine, why only this one? Like, why not that too? Many, many unanswered questions here. So <laughs> anyway, this was such an emotional issue that there was a protest that I swear I heard from my from my front window here. There were hundreds, if not thousands of people who marched across and shut down the Brooklyn Bridge from Brooklyn marching to City Hall. By the way, when Black Lives Matter did this, they were shouting chaos and, you know, oh, that, yeah. that there is whatever. But of course, when the police and the fire officers do it, like, it's okay. They called it the March for Choice, right? Because I'm sure these people are also pro-choice. They've co-opted the language of the pro-choice movement to exactly. So I'd like to circle. I'd like reasons. to circle back to these people and, and <laughs> okay. ask their opinions on reproductive rights. I yeah. think we might get a different answer. So um, Gothamist interviewed someone named Daniel Atha, and he is a former conservation program manager at New York Botanical Gardens. And that you could think, what more gentle job, what more like academic job yes. could you have than a conservation <laughs> manager at the Botanical Gardens? He left his job after 27 years because of this. And here's what he said. He said, I can't eat inside a restaurant. I can't go to a museum. I was fired from my job, even though he said he quit. This is persecution. They're taking away my human rights and treating me as a second-class citizen, all based on my medical status. That is wrong. That is tyranny. And that's exactly what how is the, his medical that status? Is, that is exactly how the Holocaust started. Oh, oh, that's exactly exactly exactly. Is that exactly? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe not. Like yeah. that's. Uh, to which I give a lot of credit to Gothamist, who then, totally deadpan, wrote, multiple independent fact-checkers show that there is no logical connection between the COVID-19 vaccines, the Holocaust, and the Nuremberg Code. So good, so good for them. Like, yes. four, no Pinocchio, four Pinocchios for, for that. So... Once again, but this is an echo of the Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene thing. Yes. That there, it's a Holocaust thing, right? In the yellow stars. and Always have to rope in the Holocaust. It's always like the Holocaust. Any situation, it's the Holocaust. <laughs> right, like. right. Okay, so in the middle of all this, so you might say, okay, these are the crazies. These are the people. This is These are bad apples. Meanwhile, you look at these people and they're like marching through the streets, disgusting people, and they're like, they're smoking cigars on this march. Like, have some dick. Like at least you know, put the cigar out. But anyway, you think this is just a few freedom? Back. It's about freedom. <laughs> it's about freedom. It's about choice. It's a freedom of the their pro-choice, basically. Okay. So, um, so there was this incident that got reported in the Times, and there was a viral video. Um, this guy Andrew Gilbert, who's just a regular guy, wearing his mask on the subway, and you have to wear your mask on the subway, and not when you're outside. So I carry a little mask, and I take the subway to work, and I put it on, and I don't right. love it, but that's what you do, right? And um, he noticed as he got off the subway, he noticed two officers standing there not wearing masks, and he walked up to them and he politely asked them to m put their masks on, and the cop said, "I can't hear what you're saying through your mask." Although they didn't say that as in, in such a nice tone as I did. And then the police officer grabs him, pushes him, and I thought this was a typo, but it's not, 
80 feet across down the entire subway platform, pushes him through one of those fire exit doors. And he said, why are you pushing me? He goes, you're being too, you're being disruptive. That video was viewed 3.1 million times. My God, I didn't see that. Yeah, wow. it's, inc it's incredible. So, and, and like they have, we know who so these people are. So what's the consequences are. for these people? Well, it turns out that in the last 15 months, there have been 316 complaints about officers not taking the appropriate COVID precautions, whether that's, you know, not wearing masks, not standing six feet from people and so forth. And that when there is a complaint lodged, it is referred back mm -hmm. to the police. Oh, great. <laughs> right. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> right. So it's unbelievable. Everybody should look up this video. You can easily link to it in the show notes. I hope you do. Um, but uh, yeah, so these police officers, I have to say you have one job. Enforce the law. If the <laughs> Public law, safety. If, if the law <laughs> is wear a mask in the subway, then wear a mask in the subway and don't abuse people who actually wear a mask in the subway. If the law is you got to get vaccinated, just fucking get vaccinated. Yeah. That's your job, these just people. Do your oh fucking my job. Oh, my, oh my God. They're not doing I... any service themselves. I mean, at a time when the police, I know that there's enormous problems, but in the end, I don't want to like you know, defund the police. I They serve a purpose and they need to behave and be good citizens, but they are not helping their cause with this nonsense. Just fucking no. get the shot. Just fucking don't abuse people who are wearing masks. Well, that's like, the thing that police union, they endorse Trump. So there's just a lot of like, you Oh, know, and Curtis Lewa, who's the Republican running for mayor who has no chance, but he was marching with them also. Yeah, it's a crazy person. There's just yeah. crazy people. Yeah. So nope to all these people. And you know something, I... You know, there's things about the police that I actually admire. I may lose some listeners because of that, but nope. Like police, like as a group, if the police most of them, association, most 50 of them percent are, are fine. Probably yeah, more than 50 percent are not vaccinated. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but nope. That's just a nope. Like yeah. get fucking vaccinated. Yeah. Nope. Okay, no. let's move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, uh, Rachel. Oh, you wanted to talk about Alec Baldwin. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we have time for that. Do we? Can we? Can we skip I over mean, that? It's a tragic. I, you know yeah. what? It's a tragedy, and it's serious, and sad, and horrible. And why don't we see what happens cry. in the next week, and then maybe we'll see who the no. We can is, address it then because it's notes. it's it's very disturbing. Okay, Although yeah, we, but we talked a little bit. I mean, I think you did have a good point that's worth at least mentioning, which is like in today's world. Why do you need actual guns on the set of a movie or anywhere? Like the technology is such that you could 3D print a fake gun I or, have, mean... or have a hologram of a gun or anything. Like, do we really say, is it like the gun people's union that's making us have real guns on the set of these things? Like, I, act, aren't actors supposed to act? Isn't this like the world of like, illusion and make-believe <laughs> and like we're, the, we're a, in the metaverse like make it happen all in the metaverse like it enroll, in the metaverse. it's <laughs> open enrollment time celebrate open enrollment put on your oculus shoot some people in the metaverse it's perfectly fine don't fine. use live ammo or live guns no, or... i mean just today did you there was a press conference and the investigators um said that they've recovered three firearms and 500 rounds of ammunition from the set 
It's incomprehensible. Why do they to need five? Why do they need any ammunition? <laughs> why if it's do they need? Flag, if, why do they? I don't understand. Maybe I don't know the way the guns work or whatever. Why do they need any ammunition? Is there? Like, why do they need any ammunition at all? Like it's called CGI. There is a movie, as we have discussed on this podcast. There is a movie being made starring a CGI version of the late, for already fifty years, James Dean. Okay. There are. There's a concert tour with Michael Jackson as a hologram. Like, yes. Just... Kim Kardashian resurrected her father. Like, there's so <laughs> many things we can do with digital technology. Like, a smoking gun is not that just... hard. It's cheap. It's easy. You could do it with like a Snapchat filter. It's I could like... do it. I could do it. <laughs> right. In fact, I'm doing so... it right now. Rachel, we're on Zoom right now. You're holding a. Uh, I'm holding a weapon. Uzi. <laughs> what a name of a gun. It's okay. So that's a very quick note. Uh, I'm going to move on. Uh, a few okay. weeks ago, we had a discussion about a very special real estate listing, which had very florid language. I have another real estate listing I'd like to bring to our attention. Oh, good. I'm glad. This is, okay. <laughs> this is extremely important. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we had a wonderful experience out on Long Island and the outer reaches of Long Island in Babylon, which was our- That's where we went to see our way station to see Hall and Oates, and it was surprisingly delightful. So I have been on a property hunt to see maybe there's <laughs> a property near Babylon yes. so that you could recreate that but moment. Babylon, <laughs> Babylon is well, the prices are beyond my reach now. <laughs> After we publicize it on this podcast, so I've had to go uh, uh, the, the, a little bit slightly outside. I've had of to widen, widen my search, widen to, the perimeter to yeah. Smithtown now. Okay. And it turns out I found a property that's at 100 Riverview Terrace. Um, it's a four bedroom, four bath, $2.4 million property. Um, and it looks nice enough. It's like a lakeside villa, it's, a it's on a river actually. And uh, immediately the description caught my attention. <laughs> um, for its grammatical excellence. <laughs> it told me, I, they had me at the fact that they said they had custom-made arch doors leading to a grandular living room. <laughs> like a granular? Like right. it's like no, very like a small. Grandular, like, a, <laughs> like in your glands. Like, like, <laughs> like in your thyroid? Yes, yes, it, it cuts to your core. Your hormones throb when you do it. But then that that caught my attention. But then I dug deeper. I think what we've learned from this is that every real estate agent needs a proofreader because and an editor and an editor. They need a, they need a publishing house to oversee their entire empire. Okay, so I'm going to read you the the description of this property. As I did the last time. This is my this is becoming my beat. I'm now the real estate, the luxury real estate beat. Here. We each have our little area of expertise. This is mine. Okay. So here's the here's the copy. Beyond the gates of entry. You can't just say entry gates. Beyond the gates of entry. A private driveway leads down to a custom-made 3,700-square-foot home built in 2010, resting on 200-foot frontage on the Nisiquag River. This 2.03-acre estate, very st strangely 
precise. Specific. Point, yes. Very specific. 2.03. It's for people that? who wanted a little bit more. <laughs> right. It's like when people, people say, oh, the marathon, that's 26 miles, and I've run some marathons. And I'm like, no, it's 26.22. Right. And if you ran a marathon, you remember that last you point. You know two, that right. last point, too. It's so not that 0.03 yeah. is very significant. So this 2.03 acre estate has a beautiful bluestone patio and walkways, which you can view from, from which you can view the incredible wildlife okay you've got interesting wildlife now i'm listening come on bring it on (laughs) this is near the long the long island sound and river meet that's not grammar this is near i guess where the long island sound and the river meet turning the walk waters brackish Right, so that's where salt and salt and fresh water meet. And okay. dirt, a brackish and dirt, is like a silt dirt. dish. It's no, like, it's like fresh and water. It's like where it's crabs like live. It's, it's like, like the yeah. Chesapeake Bay. It's like where that's why there's crabs there. It's brackish water. But is water. that what you want? Like, is that like? Do you an want appealing? brackish water? Yeah, I, I guess you know. get. Like, well, well okay. let me tell you why that's so interesting. Okay. Many species of birds congregate together along with very old turtles. That reside oh. here as well. Well, so, uh, I have many questions I'm about sold. that. Line. I'm sold because oh, first of old all, turtles. Like, <laughs> how do you know? How does this random real estate agent know how old the turtles are? It, it, does does the property come with a zoologist or like a paleontologist? And they've like, consulted with the, the, the paleontologist. <laughs> Do they have the, like the uh, Museum, Museum of Natural, of Natural History? Yes. <laughs> History? They have a they have a consultant, they have a consultant <laughs> coming back and forth. <laughs> and then the from your new dock, take a sun-filled journey as the tide sweeps you gently away and back. <laughs> so you you're in the water with the old turtles. And the tide is sweeping you away, but it's okay because then it sweeps you back. Just trust it. Trust the tides. It's brackish. The turtles will lead the way. I believe the turtles are our future. They've lasted this long. They're so old. Like they can, they they know the way. Just ride atop the turtle. Like, because I think like an old turtle is like one of those tortoises in the Galapagos that's like yes. six hundred years old. But I doubt that the the Galapagos turtles live in the Nisiquag River in Smithtown, Long Island. Like you have to ask um, Sotheby's or whoever's selling this property. They would know. So, but I feel um, like they've de-emphasized the house in this. Listing. No, it's and if all you look about at, everything you, but the you, house. If you look at the images, like like eighty percent of them are of the like overhead pictures of the house and the river. There's no pictures of these birds or the turtles or the t- tides or the, or the sweeping you out. Sunny dock. <laughs> sweeping you out and in the the house inside looks horrible but it doesn't matter because you're going to spend all your time outside 
with well, the turtle. Yeah, you're not you're not really buying it for the house. You're buying it just to like knock it down and like hang out with the turtles. Absolutely. So I'm ready to put in an offer. Um, okay, great. But that I thought maybe like Rachel, you and I could ideal. go fifty fifty because it's a really big house. We could both yeah. be here at the same time. We could trade off weekends, whatever it is. Yeah, um, we, we could, could record have big, the podcast there. Record the podcast like, there. So I'm in. Are you in? I, I'm in. I'm it's in. Just, it, it's just, it has it checks all the boxes. <laughs> Brackish waters, old turtles, sunny dock, tide sweeping me in and out, arch doors, bluestone glandular, <laughs> bluestone gla- glandular arches. Glandular arches. <laughs> okay. 1.2 million each we're in that's a we're no in, in. okay no. now we're at the time where we're going to hit up the up see the little rays of light the little beacons of hope that got us through the week rachel yours is first yes um my up goes to dope sick which is a show on hulu um it's a drama about the opioid crisis and it was written by danny strong who also did game change and recount he's the kind of guy you call when you want a great drama about a complicated and sort of recent historical (laughs) event um and the show is amazing i got a sneak peek of the first seven episodes because i interviewed one of the actors in the show for Esquire, the actors Michael Stolbarg, who has been long one of my favorites. And he plays um, Dr. Richard Sackler, who's like the father of OxyContin, and he's a true villain. Father of OxyContin. I'm not sure that's a label I would want. (laughs) The founding father of OxyContin. (laughs) So I'll link to my interview with Michael, which was very interesting. Um, Richard Sackler's attorneys contacted his attorneys before they even started shooting, which was like a very new experience for him as an actor. It's a very Bob Ross thing the, from our interview uh, a couple months I ago. I know. Yeah. It's, like the, it's like the business partners of Bob Ross, <laughs> um, except much more evil. But I'll post that, and I recommend that anyone who's interested in learning more about these evil people um they should watch it it's good art it's very depressing but it's very good art so yeah rachel i feel like you've been underselling the amount of like writing for for top tier magazines and publications you've been doing uh, i'll let you sell it on the the last episode you alluded to an interview with uh with shiv I forget oh, yeah. Sarah Snook that you Sarah but you Snook, didn't it hadn't you didn't, come out yet it hadn't come out so you couldn't say but it was in fact it's going to be the can I say where it is in the magazine yeah yeah it's the cover story in Town and Country magazine I recommend you read it it's a brilliant I think it's some of Rachel's best work it's an incredible Thank interview you. Succession then started it did not disappoint there are a couple of episodes in so um people more shiv I need more shiv yeah, you know? yeah. Like, and honestly Rachel you don't know this but people often ask me like who is your co-host on on nope and sometimes they know you're my cousin but then I explain that you're like an accomplished journalist and they're like well that explains a lot that's why she knows everything and she's like so oh. well spoken about these things so th- oh, don't, so nice. don't blush so but uh but i think nice. everybody like google rachel's writing it's really um you know it's people people don't know enough about it and we have a lot of fans on nope who maybe are you know don't know enough about it so please I'll link read to it yeah I'll link, to, I'll link it. to your google search so everyone knows everything <laughs> about you including your facebook account and your high school pictures and my so forth. zillow you can learn about <laughs> my, my house with my turtles 
<laughs> okay, my yup goes to an HBO series called... It sounds like we do nothing but watch TV. We do do other things, like axe throwing. But this week, I was obsessed with this HBO series called The Other Two. I it's... told you about it. I knew you would love it. It's so good. It's so me. It's, it's I like endorse this perfect, yup like, perfect so me. hard. Yes. Yeah. So I, I wasn't sure what... I had no, no preconceptions going in. It's like a half-hour comedy, so it's not a big commitment, and it's like completely addictive. Um, it's basically about a family where there's a, like a 13, 14 year old kid who becomes a YouTube singing star and his mom, and he's a totally sweet kid, like playing against type. He's like a little Justin Bieber type. Yeah, but very sweet, like not at all a brat or anything. And he has uh, two older siblings uh, in their 20s, Carrie and Brooke. The brother is a gay actor, and the daughter was a former professional dancer. who They're both trying to find their way in life and so forth. And um, it's sort of a heartwarming, but also like deeply... <laughs> disturbing Molly disturbing. Shannon is the Molly mom. Shannon is the mother who like gives an EGOT winning performance on that she's having it's a resurgence right <laughs> especially during uh White Lotus like so she's everywhere now she's having a moment yeah, yeah yeah so all I have to say is this is not a big commitment show like log on to HBO Max watch a couple of episodes you will binge the whole thing it's a two seasons it's a delight. it got renewed for a third season so yeah. um so please enjoy it uh, with my recommendation. Okay, that's the end of this episode. Um, we've been so grateful for all the positive feedback. We get lots of great reviews. We get some emails, which we really love. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. We love uh, when you tell other people about it. That's the number one way that people learn about our podcast. Um, so Correct. It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's been a terrible, terrible week. But uh, we've really enjoyed recording this for you. So thank you Always, for listening. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you for listening. Yeah. yeah. This has been Nope. <laughs> the podcast where we shut it down. <laughs>